the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Like Bob on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Live. Let me pick up where we left off uh, before the break with a question. What good is a doctrinal statement if you don't plan on believing it and enforcing it? What good is it? Is it just a suggestion or is it the foundation for fellowship? I would hope that your church has a fairly in-depth doctrinal statement. This is what we believe as a church. And that becomes the foundation for your fellowship. Now, I know, I know, I know, first and foremost is your relationship to Jesus Christ. There's no doubt about that. But you must agree on what you agree on. This is kind of what holds you together. And a doctrinal statement is of no value if you don't abide by it, if you don't use it, and most importantly, if you don't believe it. All right? Now, the Southern Baptist Convention has what they call the Baptist Faith and Message. It is the official statement of what they believe. This is what they all agree to. The Southern Baptist Convention is different from other denominations, and most of you know this. Every single church is completely autonomous. The denomination doesn't hire, fire, transfer people, and so forth. The denomination doesn't own a single church building. Every single church chooses voluntarily to cooperate with the convention. So it is a voluntary cooperation. Therefore, the Southern Baptist Convention can't assume someone's building, fire the pastor. They can't do that. It is a voluntary reciprocal relationship on both parts. At any moment in time, Any church in the Southern Baptist Convention can say, you know what, we don't want to be a part of the Southern Baptist Convention anymore. We're out of here. And that's it. That's it. There will be no lawsuits like the PCUSA trying to sue churches. No, you can take your people, but but we want your building. No, 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 no. At any moment, any church can say, nah, no, we we don't want to go along with the convention anymore. Okay. At the same time. The Southern Baptist Convention at any time can say, uh, you no longer really represent what we believe, and so we are withdrawing our cooperation. It is not some legal document where they hire a lawyer and go to court and say, we're going to kick you out. 
No, no, no. Again, you need to understand this, and people that are blasting the Southern Baptist Convention over this thing do not understand how the convention works. It is a voluntary cooperation on both parties, the local church and the convention. All right? What the Southern Baptist Convention has done with Saddleback is say, we're no longer cooperating with you. The official term is, uh, what is it? Uh, I got it here somewhere. I'll, f- I'll find it here in a minute. But they're just saying, we're we are withdrawing our cooperation with you. That's it. Now, part of the Baptist faith and message says this, and I quote, While both men and women are gifted for service in the church, the office of pastor is limited to men, as qualified by Scripture. Okay? You can agree with that. You can disagree with it. But that's what they believe. And any church who decides to voluntarily become a part of the Southern Baptist Convention says, okay, yeah, we we, we agree with that. Now, I know many people who are egalitarian. I have friends, pastor friends, who are egalitarian. Okay, we'll agree to disagree. I think I'm correct biblically. They think they're correct biblically. But here's the point. The Southern Baptist Convention Executive Committee has looked at this now for over a year. Because Saddleback Church in California openly, and I would say defiantly, changed their position on male leadership in their church. And they did it openly, publicly. I don't say they did it in your face, but they, Rick Warren said, we really don't care what anybody thinks. This is what we're going to do. We think it's right, and we don't care. Now, he didn't specifically say, we don't care what the Southern Baptist Convention says, but that's what he meant. Fine. He can do that. Like I said, one of the beauties of the Southern Baptist Convention is each church is autonomous. So he made that decision. And I guess here is my ultimate point. Well, this is my ultimate point, but one of the most important points I want to make. Who changed? Did the Southern Baptist Convention change? Mm -mm. Nope. This is a position they've always held. They didn't change. Uh, I think it was uh, like 20 years ago. They made the statement a little more clear, but, but they haven't changed. It was Saddleback that changed. Okay? So here you have probably the best-known and second-largest church within the Southern Baptist Convention making—and this is not minor, folks. This is, this is major—made a major decision to break from the convention in a fairly important doctrinal issue. And so the executive committee of the Southern Baptist Convention had to decide, what do we do? Do we just turn the other way? Do we ignore it? Do we, uh, wh- what do we do? 
in my opinion, for whatever that's worth, they had no choice but to disassociate voluntarily, withdraw cooperation. I don't think they had any choice. Otherwise, your statement of faith becomes worthless, which is what has happened in the United Methodist, the PCUSA, and so forth. The United Methodist Church has in their official doctrinal statement, homosexuality is sin, we cannot, we will not ordain homosexuals to, uh, to pastors and so forth, and they've ignored it. So what good is it if you ignore it? And look what's happened to the United Methodist, PCUSA, the ELCA. They had doctrinal statements that no longer meant anything. And so I know it had to be a difficult decision. It was very public. They're receiving an enormous amount of criticism. I have read all kinds of things on social media today and yesterday. They're a bunch of hypocrites. A bunch of hypocrites. Uh, they're a bunch of women haters. They, uh, they turn their back on sexual abuse, but they're kicking out of church because they have a woman pastor. Well, none of that is true. None of that is true. Uh, I am sorry to see Saddleback go in this direction. Because like I said, I have many friends who I disagree with on this thing, complementarian, egalitarian, and so forth. And we're still friends, okay? But for me, it is a biblical issue. It's a biblical issue that I would not, could not compromise on. I can fellowship with people who disagree with me. But um, I applaud the Southern Baptist Convention for taking the position that they have. The news media is going to demonize the SBC. Uh, Moderates and liberals are going to demonize the SBC. But like I said, who changed? It was not the convention. It was Saddleback. They made a change. They broke from the statement of faith of the convention. And now they're facing the consequences. Okay? So let's move on. I hope Saddleback continues to win thousands of people to Christ. And we move on. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. Just one more little thought about the uh, controversy with the Southern Baptist Convention and uh, Saddleback. Say, Bob, you, you spent a whole lot of time on this. Why? Well, I try very hard to bring stories to you that you won't see in the mainstream media and stories that if you see them in the mainstream media, they will probably be slanted far, far, far with a leftward bias. This is a major story. 
second largest church in the uh, largest Protestant denomination in America, being, uh, again, they're not kicked out because it's a voluntary relationship. And sometimes individual churches say to the convention, yeah, we don't want to walk with you anymore. Okay? Sometimes the convention says to an individual church, we can't walk with you anymore. That's what it is. And that's what has happened. Uh, By the way, there were five other churches, uh, none of them probably that you've ever heard of, smaller churches, not well known. For one reason or another, um, uh, one of the churches that um, was uh, voluntarily removed from uh, fellowship was a church that refused to deal with sexual abuse in their church. Uh, Nobody's crying and screaming about that. They would go, well, good for the Southern Baptist Convention. They had a church that refused to deal with sexual abuse in their church, and they kicked them out. Good for them. Uh, But with Saddleback, no. For me, this would be like, and and we're seeing this. This is purely hypothetical, but it it has happened several times. Here is a teacher that wants to teach at a Catholic school, okay? And uh, they apply at the Catholic school. And the Catholic school says, okay, uh, what are your credentials? Uh, Are you uh, certified to be a teacher? Uh, Do you have a degree in education? What's your background? Blah, 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 blah. And uh, the applicant gives them all the information. And then the school says, uh, now, you realize we are a Catholic school, right? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. One of the requirements we have here is that you agree with Catholic doctrine. Is that okay with you? Yeah, sure. Okay. In fact, we require all of our teachers to sign a doctrinal statement or a a code of conduct uh, that you say that you will abide by our beliefs, our principles. Do you understand that? Yeah, sure. And the applicant signs the statement. Among the things in the statement, the Catholic Church does not approve of same-sex relationships, especially same-sex marriage. And the applicant signs the statement. Yes, I agree. Yes, I am willing to abide by that. Maybe a year passes, maybe two years pass, and this teacher suddenly, or maybe not so suddenly, marries someone of the same sex. The school finds out, and the school comes to the teacher and says, "Um, you know, we're really sorry, but we've got to let you go. You violated our code of conduct. You violated our our doctrinal statement that you signed, you violated that. And so, unfortunately, we have to part ways. And so that teacher goes and hires an attorney and claims discrimination. What? You voluntarily signed an agreement that you would keep the doctrinal statement of that school. You violated that, and now you're whining and complaining because you got fired because you violated something that you voluntarily agreed to. 
That is happening everywhere. For me, that would be like Saddleback Church whining and complaining because the Southern Baptist Convention disassociated from them. They voluntarily took a doctrinal direction that is in opposition to the statement of faith that they voluntarily agreed to many years ago and the doctrinal position that they held for way more than 30 years. So again, who changed? Why is this important? You've got to determine what you believe. Be belligerent over it? No. Be nasty about it? No. Be condemning and judgmental of anybody and everybody who disagrees with you? No. But we must believe what we believe, know why we believe it, and are willing not to compromise. Now, peripheral issues, okay. I get that. I understand. But leadership, who is qualified to be a pastor, an elder, a bishop? That's important stuff. That's not minor. And so you study the scriptures, you determine what you believe the scriptures teach, and then you stick with it. This is not a minor issue. All right, I'm done, finished. But um, I think it's important, and uh, you're probably going to hear a lot about this, and probably not in a balanced manner. All right, we'll be back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.